Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Beth. Today we're going to talk about unrighteousness, the expose. First mm-hmm. <laughs> John 1 9, First John 1 9, classic amplified. We freely admit that we've sinned and confess our sins. He is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins dismiss our lawlessness, and continuously cleanse us from all unrighteousness, everything not in conformity to his will and purpose, thought, and action. Wow. I rejoice, we rejoice, that he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now that's something we should shout about. In the classic Amplified, it really gives it, it breaks it down. It really does. With, you know, purpose, thought, and action. Shall get up and run around the room when you understand it. To be unrighteous, as we've always said, you must, must first have been righteous. We're still sinners, then we would not have been righteous. So at some point, it means we were born again. Sadly, there are many folks who've attended church, sang songs of praise and love to the Lord, only to backslide. Generally, people who backslide have not, well, they are not disappointed with God, but with themselves, or perhaps another saint in church. Unfortunately, sometimes it's the pastor who's fallen into sin. People tend to look toward and often idolize the messenger instead of the one in the message. It's interesting that the verse equates unrighteousness with everything not in conformity to his will and thought purpose, and action. So putting it that way, we could say, if we're not conforming to the purpose, thought process, and actions of the Lord and His Word, then we're guilty of unrighteousness. What is God's purpose for your life? If you're not dreaming it, living it, manifesting it, then are you guilty of unrighteousness? And that's an interesting thought. Well, something we probably have to ask forgiveness for every day. That's it. Have you sought his presence to determine his plans for your life? Exodus 9.16, 9.16, classic amplified. But for this very purpose have I let you live, that I might show you my power and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Romans 9.17, 9.17. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, Even for the same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. God wants to manifest his power in and through our lives. What a glorious honor we've been called to. Ambassadors for our Lord, as it talks about in 2 Corinthians 5.20. That's why it's an insult to God when we give less than our best efforts with the talents, money, as well as our time that he's given us. Genesis 12, 2, 12, 2, classic. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. Wow. And make your name famous and distinguished, and you will be a blessing dispensing good to others. The manifestation of God's purpose is sometimes hindered by the plans we make for ourselves. Our purpose is not 
to plan the purchases we'll make with the blessings we receive from our labors. My purpose is not determined by where I work, what I drive, or where I live. We need to pursue with passion God's purpose for our lives. Proverbs 19.12, 19.12 has a sobering thought, this in the New Living Translation. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. The scripture in 1 John 1, 1.9 that we were reading also says that we must be cleansed of our unrighteousness for not conforming to his thoughts. Some would immediately say that we can't know his thoughts. They would quote, you know, Isaiah 55, 8 in the, the Amplified Bible says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, uh, your ways my ways, says the Lord. But the next verse does say, since we have the word of God to back it up, for just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Naturally, God's ways are going to be higher than ours because he's God and we're not. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts, which are why we have been directed to conform into his image by reading the word and letting the Holy Spirit change us. 1 Corinthians 2.16 1 Corinthians 2.16 says this in the Amplified Bible, For who has known or understood the mind, the counsels and purposes of the Lord, so as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah, and do hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his heart. How do we do that? By reading the word and applying it to yes. our lives. New Living Translation of 1 Corinthians 2.16 says it this way, who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. So with Christ living in us, we have the ability to dig out the truths and begin to live them. So what things should we understand? What things should we be thinking on? Proverbs 4, 8, and 9 gives an interesting... Excuse me, Philippians, yes. 4, 8, and 9 gives us an interesting thought from the Message Bible. Boy, something we all need because we live in a very negative and downscaled world. You're right. It says, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you've learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. That is a real challenge for everybody, especially in a political year. Yep. There's so much negative running around. His thoughts need to be our thoughts and his ways to become our ways. It's going to take something for us to, well, dedicate and purpose in our hearts to do. One of Harold's favorite scriptures, and it is a super, super good one, and that is Jeremiah 29, 11. Yes. New International Version says, yes, For yes. I know the plans I have for you. I have too many to pick one out. <laughs> for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. That's actually verse 12, which is so good. 11 and 12 here. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Verse 13 says, you will seek me and find me 
when you seek me with all your heart. So what does it take? It takes knowing that the God has plans for us, coming to him and seeking him with all our hearts. And if our thoughts are not lining up with his thoughts, the kind of things he's thinking towards us, then we could be guilty of unrighteousness. We need to, it's, it's, it's not an easy do, but it's doable, or you yes. wouldn't put it in the Word. Yes. We can rejoice because he forgives and cleanses us from unrighteousness. And then he makes us righteous in our actions when we conform our actions to what he would have our actions to be. The actions we should take, well, let me put it this way. The actions we should be directed, should be directed by the thoughts in our hearts. So our goal is to be a person after God's own heart. Proverbs 14, 14 has something interesting to say about that. Proverbs 14, 14 says, The backslider in heart from God and from fearing God shall be filled with the fruit of his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied with the fruit of his ways, with the holy thoughts and actions which his heart prompts and in which he delights. Hallelujah. Mm. It's important that we consider every gift we make to the Lord. Our giving should be, well, it shouldn't be a matter of fact. Our offering should not be based on what we have. God carefully watches the actions in our giving. Malachi 1, 11 through 13. Malachi 1, 11 through 13. You live in translation. But my name is honored by my people. Oh my, let me re-say that. Say that again. But my name is honored by people of other nations from morning till night. But you dishonor my name with your actions by bringing contemptible food. You're saying, it's all right to defile the Lord's table. You say, it's too hard to serve the Lord. And you turn up your noses at my commands, says the Lord of the heaven's armies. Think of it. Animals that are stolen and crippled and sick are being presented as offerings. Shanks accept from you such offering, such offerings as these, as the Lord. In other words, if you're not giving God our best, if we're not, then our actions will result in unrighteousness and an unwanted response from the Lord. Malachi 1.10, 1.10. I have no pleasure in you, saith the Lord of hosts. Neither will I accept an offering at your hand. Judgment Day is coming. Revelation 22.12 says, Behold, I'm coming soon. Thou shalt bring my wages and rewards with me to repay and render to each one just what his own actions, his own work, merit. Mm. So, what are our actions going to be? We need to continually reflect God's purpose for our lives and his thoughts be always seeking those in john 8 38 8 38 classic amplified it says i tell you things which i have seen and learned at my father's side and your actions also reflect what you have heard and learned from your father so whose father are we listening to <laughs> you know wow luke 6 38 what did he teach us luke 6 38 says give and it shall be given unto you Romans 13, 8 says, Oh, no debts, but a huge debt of love. I should add in there to one another. Galatians 6, 7 
6, 7, we need to think seriously on this. Whatever you sow, you will reap. And there's so many plans and purposes he puts in there. We, I just only named three of them in scripture. The point is, if we mess up in our purposes, thoughts, and actions, and we will, we must fess up and be cleansed of our unrighteousness. We're going to mess up. But the point is, we need to be quick to be repentant and get back on the track. 2 Corinthians 9.8, 9.8 in the Classic Amplified says, And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance, so that you may always and under all circumstances, whatever the need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. That gives you something to think it about. It does. It really does. Yep, and tonight. We'll give you something else to think yes, about. Yes, it will. Tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. Yes. Rich Thoughts TV. Amen. You can watch it one of four places. It's streamed on YouTube at Rich Thoughts TV Online. It's streamed on SaviorConnect.com. It's streamed on Facebook at Brother Harold. And it's streamed at HaroldHerring.com where it says watch Harold and Bev on Sunday night. Join Harold and Bev. That's Absolutely. Right. So, hallelujah. We Until tonight at 6 yep. p.m. Eastern and every morning at 8.30. God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. Hallelujah. And amen. We appreciate you and love you so much. Yes, we do. Oh, one more thing. Our yes, friend Lawrence that's Cook. That's right. Is back in the hospital. Yes. Yeah, so please, please continue to pray for Lawrence. Yes. He's a wonderful brother. Yes, he is. Talk to you tonight. Bye-bye.